Welcome back to Conversations with Selwyn. Today's episode will be part one on the topic of tithing and giving. Get your Bibles, your notepads, and your pencils ready, guys. This is going to be great. Check out part one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Selwyn. I'm here with a very close friend and brother, bio Atacola, how are you today man good, thanks good 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 listen man this you're in for a treat because this conversation right here um i believe is such an important topic for us to be talking about we're going to be talking about giving today and god has laid some specific things and special things on his heart so bio can you just give us a little bit of background about who you are and how you came to know the lord just just introduce yourself to our to our audience here. Thank you so much for um, for inviting me, Selwyn. This is a privilege and an honor for for me to be here. Um, in regards to how I came to know the Lord, um, it was back when I was like eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was much younger. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had just come back from England. I was um, and when I say come back from England, I'm going back to Nigeria because mm-hmm. I'm I was born in West Africa, Nigeria, and um, I moved to England when I was younger, when I was like five years old, and um, spent a couple of years there. Then when I got back to Nigeria, it was very hard reintegrating into the, into Nigeria and the society, and basically I just found myself behind in everything, okay. in school, in everything, and mm-hmm. one of my teachers um, started talking to me about the Lord. And I gave my life to Christ during that period of time. And since then, I've never looked back. And wow. um, um, of course, as a child, I went up and down different times, um, closer to him, mm-hmm. other times, farther away from him. But mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, it's been a great journey, working with the Lord, talking with the Lord, learning from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been an amazing um, journey. Wonderful, wonderful. Um We've spent a lot of time together, working together yes. on productions and plays yes. and things. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background in playwriting and book writing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the Lord has, even growing up as a child, one of the things that was consistent in my life was acting, drama, plays, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um as I grew older, I felt that talk to do more of that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, of course, um, if, before meeting you and your beautiful wife, uh, Michelle, uh, I'd done some productions um, in, in Nigeria, done some productions um, in Canada, mm-hmm. and even done some plays outside the church. Um, and um, then when I met, when I joined the church a couple of years ago, um, that's another story itself why I joined um but then it was there was a talk to go back into a lot of writing of um, of dramas and plays, and mm-hmm. it's been beautiful doing some productions with you and Michelle and the and the church um, on different plays we've done. So play is one of the things I've I've done. I, I write. I've written some songs. I've sang some songs. Been part of the choirs, part of ministry, mm-hmm. 
And about two years ago, the Lord called me into minister to be, to be ordained as a minister of the gospel. Amen. And um, so on the side, what I've been doing is blogging and writing. And um, when I also released a book um, last year on um, the subject of tithes and offerings. I think we're going to get more into that oh, as, we, yeah. <laughs> as, we, as we go along. But... Um, but the Lord has used me, uh, has led me in a lot of one-on-one. So even in corporate America, um, where you know often God is not spoken about, right? Um, it's amazing how many times that people have walked to to me and basically want to talk to me about God. And mm. these are people that are not saved, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that God has um, been teaching me over the course of the years is that ministry is not only in the church. Ministry is anywhere you are as this anywhere. child, mm. because you are the church. We are the church, and the church, the world needs the church. Like Jesus said, He has come. He didn't come for those that were well. He came for those that were sick. So, yeah. and yeah. Um, what I've found that even though I currently work in corporate America, the Lord has led various people to me to start talking about His Word, about prayer, about the Holy Spirit, and the Lord has shown. He, he he has revealed all kinds of things with um, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in those conversations. And so even in, right now, he's been leading and guiding me a lot in people in, in the offices, people that have never known the Lord, people that have never even heard about the Holy Spirit, Amen. and he's ministering to them. So that's where I am right now, and that's what uh, has been going on ministry-wise. Tremendous. That's That's absolutely tremendous. All right, so you mentioned your writings, you mentioned your books. Um, one of the books that you have written and released is called Tithes with a question mark. And with the subtitle, The Truth About Tithes, Offering and Free Will Giving. Um, now, I could tell you guys just from the jump that this is a book that is going to challenge the status quo um, as to our current day practices of tithing. So, Bob, you're going to have to tell us what prompted you to to start to write about and address this very controversial topic of tithing with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, we're close, so you know this, but uh, for the benefit of our audience, uh, I did not want to write it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, when it was interesting actually a minister of god that i'm close to that i know here is from the lord um he said to me he said the lord told me that you're gonna write a book it's very important get to work and then when i said knowing what the lord wanted me to write about you know this this very same minister i knew he was going to be like no that's blasphemy (laughs) (laughs) right and um and again uh, jokes aside I knew that this was a controversial topic and this was something I had practiced all my life, tithing. And um, I didn't want to write it because what God was ministering to my heart was very different from what I'd known the church to practice that I know is taught by the church. And the more I read about it, the more I studied the Word of God. Now, I one of the things that the Lord prompted me to do is not to read anything else apart from the Bible on the subject. Okay. So I spent a lot of time reading the Bible, and I, and I spent a lot of time also ignoring this prompting to write this book mm-hmm. because I felt it was just too controversial. It was going to lead to a lot of topics, 
a lot of discussions. I didn't want to be the focal point of those kind of discussions. So I, mm. I left the book for about three years. Mm. And I love to take walks. And there was a day I was taking a walk in the park. And just, I like to walk and just pray. And, you know, I was just saying, you know, I was just asking the Lord, what's the next thing you want me to do? And he said, I've already told you what to do. <laughs> and um, until you finish that, I'm not giving you any other instruction. Don't you just hate that response? <laughs> God, that like, response, yeah. I'm like, this is this is a yeah. this is this is a topic that is so controversial. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I so after that, I knew that I had to write it. And the more I read about the Word of God, and the more I read about tithes, the more I read about offerings, the more I read about this topic, I started seeing why God wanted me to write it. Because the Bible actually doesn't say a lot of what is preached today as what we call tithes and offerings and giving. And a quick disclaimer here, you know, a lot of times when people talk about, let's talk about the truth about tithes, people think uh, I'm against giving. That's not what it's about at all. Mm. Uh, as, I, as we'll talk about later, actually God has led me to even give up to 100% of my salary yeah. to different things he has mm. led me to give cars away so he this is not about giving less mm. a, a lot of times when people say let's talk about what the bible really says about tithes and offering people start thinking oh that means because you want you just don't want to give mm. it's really not about that if you're a true child of god and you love the lord yes part of your nature is going to be given mm-hmm. the bible says for god so loved the world that he Gave. gave as his child he has shed his love abroad in the in our hearts by his spirit if we truly love god we're gonna give so this is not a this is not a matter of i don't want to give it's a matter of how has he told us to give mm. and if and one thing about god is that god is very specific mm. he he's not he's not the god that stays in the gray area he tells you exactly what he wants you to tell you. He told Abraham, he said, leave your father and your mother's house and go to a land I will show you. Mm. Later he told him, he said, you know, offer up your son. And then we read in the book of Genesis where he then tells him, because you've done these two things in blessing, I'll bless you. Mm. And God specifies why he was going to bless him. Is this because I told you to leave your father's house, you left it. I told you to bring sacrifice your son, you're willing to do it. And in a way, he basically did it. Yeah. And then God said, I will bless you. Mm-hmm. So the more you read about what the Bible actually says, and that's one of, one of my favorite chapters in the book is about, is about chapter four, where it talks about the, the true key to blessing, but where he really tells you what will lead to you being blessed by the Lord. So that's how I got to write in the book anyways, because the more I read the word of God, I realized that this is not just about a doctrine. There's so much more behind giving. There's so much more behind tithing. There's so much more behind all these things. And it's not necessarily the way we are practicing it today in the church. Mm. So if I'm understanding you correctly, um, the blessing of the Lord is tied to obedience. Absolutely. Specific obedience. Specific obedience to the Spirit of God, to the Word of mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... There's a there's a promotion in the church now that says, you know, once you give ten percent of your monetary income, that's why that's when you'll be blessed. Mm. Now, people base this on Malachi three, 
Um, people t um, make reference to the fact that you'll be cursed with a curse if you don't if you don't pay this tithe. But what people fail to realize that the the tithe in Malachi three had absolutely nothing to do with monetary tithe. Right. But let's even go back. Let's go back to Abraham mm. because Abraham gave it tithe. Mm -hmm. Abraham. And the Bible tells us that in the book of Genesis chapter um, 14 that he met Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. And Melchizedek actually, uh, uh, Melchizedek, he gave 10% of the spoils of war mm -hmm. to Melchizedek. The Bible doesn't tell us that he gave any other kind of tithes to any other person. Mm. He gave, this is the only tithe that is recorded that Abraham ever gave to anyone. And he gave him a 10% of the spoils of war, none of his other possessions. And he gave actually the rest, the 90% that was left, was given to either the king of Sodom or to the people that went to war with him. So basically, Abraham got nothing mm -hmm. out of that war. Wow. Right. And that is the only tithe Abraham ever paid. Right. But now, if we want to say, okay, this is what, that is, is because God told Abraham to do that. That's why he did that. Then let's go to where the children of Israel actually went to war and God told them to do. And when you read the book, um, the book you see more details about the chapters and the verses here. But God told them in that war they were going to, he told them, okay, when you come back from the war, this is the portion you're going to give to the Levites. This is the portion you're going to give to the men of war. Mm -hmm. This is the portion you're going to give to the children of Israel. When I did the calculation, everything that he told them to give out of the spoils of war, was only 1.1 percent mm. it wasn't 10 percent and not only that when you look at it god did not even include the gold in the sharing of the spoils of war mm. so if we're going to say god told abraham which the bible does not say <laughs> god told him to do it mm -hmm. if if we're going to say god told abraham to do it then so why is the very next time they're going to war and god gives them an instruction on the spoils of war why doesn't he tell them that they should do the exact same thing? Right. God is very consistent. He would have said do the exact same thing, but he didn't tell them to do that. Right. Is is this in 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 your opinion is this a situation where the law of first mention can be stretched to a point of error in that where we see something for the first time, we tend to build a doctrine around that. Um but then God goes ahead and changes the formula to suit his purposes and to suit his Absolutely. will. Um, so we're now left back to the fundamental path of obedience. Whatever God tells you to do, you do that. Absolutely. And I think one of the challenges we have in the church today is that a lot of people don't know how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm. A lot of people are still living as if they're in the Old Testament. Actually, the, the Bible tells us in the book of Galatians that, you know, you know, when we didn't have the Spirit, when we're not under this new covenant, we needed a schoolmaster. Mm. The law was that schoolmaster. And so the law basically was for those people that did not have the Holy Spirit. They didn't know how to give. They didn't know how to do this thing. And the, God gave them laws to follow. But Jesus tell the Bible tells us in the New Testament, it says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Mm. We are led by the Holy Spirit 
in every area of our lives. Now, I'm not doing away with the Bible. That would be a complete mistake. Right. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Bible. Yes. And like you said, the law first mentioned. There are a lot of things that are mentioned in the Old Testament. If we're to follow everything mentioned in the Old oh, Testament, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many things. Yeah. There are clothes you cannot join together. Right. There, are, there are animals you had to sacrifice in a specific way. Mm-hmm. There's so many things mentioned in the Old Testament that we don't practice. And that's part of what is butter- that bothers me when I talk about tithes. Because there's so many other tithes even mentioned in the Bible. Mm. So let's even talk about tithes itself. Mm-hmm. Because now we've talked about Abraham, right? Now this now we talk about the 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 war they went to where God didn't tell them to bring a tithe. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about all the tithes that were in the Bible. Okay. So let's balance this whole topic of tithes. So we know Abraham gives tithes of the spoils of war. Mm-hmm. But then let's talk about what did Jacob do? Mm. You know, people make reference to Jacob too. Now he's also before the Lord. God came when he was run away from his brother, God appeared to him and God promised him he was gonna bless him. Mm-hmm. God did not ask for anything. God did not ask for anything from him. He just said he's going to bless him. But in response to that, Jacob said, you know what? I'll give you a tithe of everything that you give to me. Now, it's a different story that we never see recorded in the scriptures where he ever gave that 10%. Mm -hmm. But he actually promised a vow. That was his vow. He was a vow. Mm -hmm. And you make vows. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible for your vows. Mm-hmm. Neither are you responsible for my vows. Mm-hmm. That was a vow between him and God. Yeah. The very first time we hear God mention tithes is in the book of Lepticus, where he's talking about what they were going to do in the new, mm-hmm. when they get into the promised land. Yeah. And that's where God starts talking about tithes of produce. He talks about tithes of animals. It talks about every tithe God talked about had nothing to do with money. Mm. And uh, some people argue, well, that's because there was no money. That's not true because there was money. That, there was money, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and we also know that the only um, vocations that existed back then was not just, was not just um, farmers or, um, or shepherding, for example. Mm-hmm. There were fishermen. Mm-hmm. God didn't ask them to bring a tithe of fish. Mm. There were welders. There were people that did all kinds of other trades. God never told them to bring a tithe of that. God told them to bring a tithe of the produce of the field and of the animals. Mm. And the reason why God told them to do that is very simple, is that the Levites did not get a portion of land. Mm. So the others did the farming while the Levites focused on doing ministry work so yes. they were like the like we have it today in the church they were like the choir mm-hmm. choir uh, members they mm-hmm. were like the ushers mm-hmm. they were like the different things in the church that's what they did mm-hmm. and because god said i will give you the tight of the land the promised land mm. i'll give you a tithe of that land and then you would give them to then they would give that to the Levites. The Levites then would give a tithe of that tithe to the to the priest. Mm-hmm. That's how it worked to take care of the Levites because they didn't have a portion of the land. Right, and it was always of the produce of the field, and it was always of animals, never money. And there's another kind of tithe that the Bible talks about: the yearly tithe. And God talked about the fact that those yearly tithes, when they come again, mm-hmm. 
it wasn't monetary tied. Right. Actually, it's very interesting. That particular, the yearly tithe, the way God described it, he said yearly they should come before him, bring the tithes, right? And re- and eat the tithe in his presence. Yes. And rejoice in his presence. Mm-hmm. So what's amazing about this yearly tithe was that God actually said, you come with the tithe and eat the tithe in my presence. Mm-hmm. I have never heard a church preach <laughs> about eating your tithe. <laughs> but it was very appropriate for their time because everything God asked us to bring, asked them to bring, um, was all food. Mm-hmm. Animals, mm-hmm. food items. Mm-hmm. So he could say, eat the tithe. Yeah. But what's more interesting about the yearly tithe is this. God said that if the place where the temple is is too far for you. Yes. He said in that script, he said, you sell your tithe mm-hmm. and get money. Mm-hmm. And when you get to where you're supposed to do the celebration, then use that money to buy whatever your heart desires, mm-hmm. including alcohol. Mm. <laughs> they could buy whatever they wanted and they use that. Then guess what they did? Everybody at the, the tithe rejoiced in God's presence. It was a feast. It was a feast. Mm. They just rejoiced. Mm. But a lot of a lot of the times that tithe is preached, this is not even covered. Right. And that part of the problem, am I proponent that we should then do this? No. This is part of the challenge when we try to take the word of God out of its context mm-hmm. and apply it to a man-made ideology or context. Because mm. it's hard to preach the whole tithe under the old um, testament right the way they, it was taught there because that's not the way it is actually some scholars say is that when you read the old testament very well that's almost 30, it's almost 33 percent actually the different kinds of tithes when you add everything together it's almost 33 percent mm-hmm. you should be bringing and so that's another tithe there yeah. that he's talking about so you can see that the tithe of abraham the tithe vowed by jacob and the tithe under the, that God commanded. Yes. Those three tithes are not even the same. They're right. all different. They're all different. Yeah. They're not the same at all. The circumstances were different. Also. The circumstances are all different. Mm-hmm. So it's like comparing apples with oranges. But then let's go to Malachi 3, <laughs> where they say, bring you all the tithes, right, into the storehouse. Yeah. So that there may be meat in my house. Right. When God said that, he wasn't a figurative spirit figure of speech he meant literal food mm-hmm. because everything he asked was food mm-hmm. so when god spoke in malachi 3 he wasn't talking about the tide of abraham correct he wasn't talking about the vow of jacob right he was talking about the tide he requested commanded in the old testament to be given to the levites mm-hmm. And God was actually very specific. He said, this will be given to the Levites. And the, and actually, just going back to the yearly tithes, I forgot to mention something there. So it was a circle of like three, three years. So the first year, eat the tithe. Second year, eat the tithe. The third year, in your cities, put it where the poor, yes. the Levites, can actually have access to it and mm-hmm. let them eat it. Or the strangers within your gate. The strangers within your gate. Yeah. Let them eat it. Yeah. Then he 
it was that kind of cycle that was going on. So God cared about all these people mm-hmm. to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So you can see that there were different reasons why God what instituted this tithe under the Old Testament. In some ways, it was a t- it was in some ways it was a tax. Yeah, people may not want to hear that, but that's what it was because yeah. the Levites actually they carried out a lot of what. Uh, health institutions carry out today. Mm-hmm. They carried out a lot of services that today we have different people that carried them out because we have a more organized system that is different. God's system was well organized. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it was based on the Levites. So it was like it was like a tax to take care of the Levites. Yes, to take them through the different things they needed to do because they didn't have a portion of land, mm-hmm. and so that's what it was instituted for. Mm. Can you can you call to to memory um, some key people in the Bible who were not Levites, but yet God gave them special instruction to do things to further His kingdom or what He was trying to set up in Israel at the time? Um, uh, one of them that comes to mind is Nehemiah. What was his occupation? He was actually a cupbearer. Okay. And you would never find where the Bible tells us that Nehemiah paid a tithe hmm. because he was a cupbearer. You're not going to find where um, even our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ paid a tithe mm-hmm. because he was a carpenter. Right. Because the tithe was very specific. And some people refer to um, the book of Matthew where Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees and said, well, Jesus said, pay tithes. But they actually took in, they took that word out of the context of what Jesus was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees for being hypocrites and paying tithes of mint and cumin mm-hmm. and ignoring the weightier matters of the law. Mm. Of the law. Of the law. He said, you should pay tithes. Yes. Again, talking about produce and animals, but not ignore the weightier matters of the law. Mm-hmm. So there's so um, so Jesus specifically was talking about the law in right. that context. Yes. But to answer your question, there, there are times there was actually a time they wanted to build when they were still in the wilderness. They wanted to build the Lord a temple, mm-hmm. and Moses told the people, God said, "We want to build a temple. We need this. We need this. We need this." Nothing was put on them. They brought so much. Mm-hmm. That the 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 workmen had to go to Moses and say, "We've had enough. Right? <laughs> don't don't bring don't any bring more. nothing else. <laughs> we, we have too much. We yeah. we can't even use everything we have. Yeah. And they stopped bringing it. Mm-hmm. And so there are many times that the work of God have been achieved. We know tithes imposed on people, and like we've shared, the tithe was specific for that era and let's ask the question who is a levite today who in the church is a levite today right who is really walking that out because most of the people that want to claim themselves as levites musicians singers um pastors or preachers um they have their own land they drive their own cars um they're working some of them are bivocational um so there are none of us really walking in that role as a levite nor can we actually claim actual lineage to the tribe of levi 
exactly. And mm-hmm. when God said Levi, he meant the tribe of Levi. Yeah. Specifically. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't he wasn't saying, but if we want to take that expression and mm-hmm. say, okay, let's see what the Levites were doing mm-hmm. and say, okay, let's correlate it to today. Like you said, the mm-hmm. ushers, right. the choir. And today, I've been in the choir for I've been in the choir in my life for a lot part of my life. I've never been paid a salary and nobody has given me their tithes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happened. Right. That's what happened back then is that those Levites were actually supposed to get the tithes. Yeah. So if we want to teach the tithes the way God commanded it, mm-hmm. it should not be put in an offering basket. It should be given to people to the workers, basically the workers in the church, right. the person cleaning the toilets, the staff, the staff of the church, they are even just people doing stuff around the church. Right. Those are the people that should receive the tithe. But again, it's because the tithe wasn't instituted for that. Right. But, but well, what is interesting when you look at it is this. Now, does that mean that, okay, since we don't have to pay the tithe, then we're okay, then I don't, I shouldn't give anything. I I should give whatever I care about. When you read the New Testament sincerely, you see that given in the New Testament, led by the Holy Spirit, inspired by the Holy Spirit, it's so powerful. It's it is so powerful. It's freeing. It's mm. it's so powerful that I have experienced that. I have seen it so many times, and this is what Brother Paul preached. He talked about you know people giving people giving as they purpose in their heart, mm-hmm. and let let you give as you purpose in your heart. Mm. And what you realize is that when you start practicing giving as you are led by the Holy Spirit, I go into this I go into into this in more detail in the book about being led by the Holy Spirit in your giving, yes. as you should be led by the Holy Spirit in every area of our lives. Right. What is interesting to point out is that as much as Brother Paul talked about given not once did he mention tithes mm. but he mentioned given a lot yes as you purpose in your heart mm-hmm. what i've found is that given as a child of god led by the holy spirit is so freeing that i'll give you examples there have been times where i've been prompted by the holy spirit that you can't go to bed you need to send money to this person and I get up, I do it, and the person calls me and almost in tears saying, you don't know. You don't know what that means. We were just praying right now. Mm. We were just we just got off our knees. I've gotten testimonies where people say, we just got off our knees right now from praying, asking God to come true, and your notification came in that you just sent some money. Actually, it just happened even before this interview. Yes where I was talking with um, your beautiful mom, <laughs> a wonderful woman of God. Just giving her testimony. Yeah. Just sharing the testimony. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit led a conversation in a specific direction. Mm-hmm. And when I did what the Holy Spirit told me to do, she was like, you can't believe this is exactly what I was trusting the Lord for, for this mission work in this area. Mm. So time and time again, I've seen the Lord when we are open to him to lead us to give sometimes beyond our imagination. Let, right. me, let me share this one with you. Mm-hmm. I can remember um, there was an instance I should share with you where when the Lord told me to give a car away. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, wow. <laughs> a car. I'm like, <laughs> I need what? <laughs> I'm like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. seriously? And then when he, the person he told me to give it to, I'm like, I, I, in my heart, I was like, seriously? I could give it to this other person. I'm like, I was in some ways judging the person he wanted me to give it to. But I obeyed him. Mm. And it's amazing when we obey God, the what he means. And this goes into chapter four of the of the book, uh, where we where I talk about the true key to blessing. The true key to blessing is obeying the voice of God. Whatever He tells you to do, mm-hmm. whenever He tells us to do it, however He tells us to do it, yes, it it it's 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 life changing for the person you're given to. Mm-hmm. And for us, the giver. Mm. Because what we're doing is that we're being his hands Mm. to that person. You know, there are times where people are praying and seeking the face of God that, Lord, I need this. Mm. And then we go forth in obedience to the Holy Spirit and we give that specific thing Mm. at that specific moment. Guess what they do? They say, praise God. Yeah, right. They say, praise God. Yeah. You, we become an instrument of praise to the Lord. Amen. We become an answer of praise to the Lord. So in chapter book four of the book, I encourage people to learn to be led by the Holy Spirit in their giving. Does that mean we shouldn't give to church? Absolutely, we still give to the church. And like I said earlier, given it's we need to give to the church. We have to give to the church. And we see examples of that in the Bible all yes. the time where we we have to give to the church. But beyond the church, we need to give to the church, the body of Christ itself. That's you, my brother. That's you out there watching us. We need to give to each other because Jesus actually said, when I was hungry, you gave me food. Mm-hmm. When I didn't have clothes, you gave me clothes. When I was in prison, you visited me. Right. And uh, and the, the verse goes on about different things people did. That was the outflow of Pentecost also. Exactly. Acts 2, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said, when did we see you and we did that? He said, once you did it for the list of this, mm. you've done it to me. Mm. So Jesus in that verse was telling, in those verses was telling us that our brethren, believers are him. Yes. And we should give to them too. Mm-hmm. We should be a blessing to them too. And so it's not just money. I know today in the church, we it's all about money, money, money. Jesus was teaching us here that it could be our time. Mm. It could be it could be compassion. It could be volunteering for different things. Just being there for a friend. Just doing what we know or what we do. It doesn't have to be about money. It's whatever we have in our hand to give. As long as we're willing to give it. When we give it, it is acceptable mm. to the Lord. And it's a blessing to Him. Well, folks, that was part one on the topic of tithing and giving. I can't wait to share part two with you on the next episode. Make sure you tune in for that one. In the meantime, here's how you can get your copy of Bio's book. All right. Um, there are many ways to reach out to me in regards to getting the book. Um, there's a hard copy of the book you can get from Amazon or anywhere books are sold. There's an audio format of this book you can get on YouTube. So just put in... Um, Tights, the truth about tights and offering in YouTube. You can listen to it for free there. And if you send an email to chosenbio 
at um, gmail.com. That's C-H-O-S-E-N-B-A-Y-O at gmail.com. And if you send an email to me, I can send you a PDF copy. and um, Free. Free. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if you want a hard copy... Um, you can get that from Amazon right. and an, another place you can get an ebook um, version on um, basically on iBooks and on Amazon on Kindle so there are different ways you can get it but if you if you want a free copy right. just send me an email and I'll, I'll shoot you a PDF copy thanks for tuning in for another episode of conversations with self <laughs> <laughs>